Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 238 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going good, man. I'm, I'm kind of tired catching up on sleep because um, yesterday was very eventful for the Overwatch League. It was <laughs> playoffs for stage one, so I was up. I was up pretty much all night, like, you know, I was going back and forth between sleep and watching the, the broadcast and everything. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm good now. And how are you doing, Rich? Doing pretty good. Uh, glad that, uh, you know, you enjoyed uh, your long nights with Overwatch. Uh, and for me, this is exactly why I don't play Overwatch. Cause <laughs> yeah, uh, big shouts to Malik Forte as well, because he's now hosting the Overwatch League. On the ah. I saw him on the, the past couple of days, so that's good. That's awesome. Yes, congrats to him for sure. Um, yes, uh, we're also joined by Mr. Max Muller. How's it going, Max? Hey, Rich, it's going good. Happy to be back. Yes, happy to have you back. Um, so we will not have Mr. Lugo and uh, Miss Abercrombie on today because they have some other things that they have to take care of. So we wish them well, and we will more than likely see them next week. But uh, we do have a couple of topics to get into uh, for today. But, of course, before we get into any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, uh, Max, uh, have you had a chance to play anything as of late? And if so, uh, let us know what you've played. Uh, I've been playing more Monster Hunter World. I haven't gotten as far as I'd like in it, but um, since I last talked about it, I've started to get into a lot more of the advanced monsters. I've switched some weapons around. I used to be using the Insect Glaive, which was a really cool weapon, but now I've been using the Dual Swords, which are just heavy hitters. Like, they're hilarious. You just do so much damage to an enemy, if you can, to a monster, if you can get, like, a combo going on it, which is really, really cool. So I'm a huge fan of those, even though they're pretty difficult to aim. But um, overall, I'm really enjoying the game. I thought I would start to get sick of it, I'm, I'm like 30 hours in now, but like that definitely isn't happening because it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Like it's called Monster Hunter and that's really all you're doing is hunting monsters. Imagine that. It's a game that doesn't try and fit a million things into it, which is just amazing <clears throat> because it's actually doing the one thing it wants to do very well instead of just trying to like fit everything else in, which is really cool. So I'm a fan of that. Um, the story is pretty over the top. Like it feels kind of like an anime plot. I'm definitely gonna have to say like there's all this stuff going on with just like reincarnation and just like keeping life with the world and I don't want to spoil it or anything but it's just like it's really over the top and kind of fun like I didn't expect there to be much story in this game but what is there is actually pretty fun and engaging and just ridiculous if you can buy into it but um overall it's a great time especially if you have friends like it's a game definitely worth playing but it's a massive time sink i just saw tony i think it was yesterday he posted like a tweet he's like 110 hours in and he still hasn't beaten the game so yeah there's a lot to do in in the game but um they just keep introducing side content too it's like every time i do a big mission it's like oh here's some new side stuff for you to keep track of in between each mission it's like i don't know how the hell y'all keep expect me to keep track of this every mission but it's awesome like i'm really really enjoying it i wish i could fit more time in than i have but whenever i do get the chance it's always a good time that sounds good uh i also like to take this opportunity to give a shout out to mr tony polanco also because he told me that you know i probably i might want to avoid uh monster hunter world because it is time consuming um 
And, you know, I I still have a, a couple of games I haven't finished from last year, like Horizon Zero Dawn and Persona 5. So I definitely have no plans uh, to play Monster Hunter World anytime soon. Um, uh, but, you know, we'll see how things go. But uh, glad to hear that so many people have enjoyed it. And I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the uh, sales numbers, so on and so forth. But uh, sounds good. Uh, so, Gary, how about you let us know what you've been playing? Oh, man, another busy week, which means, you know, I've only had the chance to play Overwatch. But, you know, this week coming up, I definitely need to fit in a lot more stuff. Um, there's actually a couple of reviews. Well, one review and a preview that I need to do. So I'm going to focus on doing those and then hopefully I'll be able to talk about those next week. Um, but yeah, pretty much just Overwatch because that's all I kind of had time for this week. Understood. Yes. Um, and 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 I would like to give you some advice, Gary. I think it is definitely time to actually come to 2018 where there are a whole bunch of other games to play other than Overwatch. But uh, <laughs> we'll 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 leave it at that, and we'll see uh, whether what game is is going to finally get you to play. A game that comes out this year because um there's plenty there's a lot of them yeah i mean i definitely need to play catch up because i I do want to play dragon ball fighters and uh monster hunter but like you mentioned monster hunter is a time sink and yeah i I just don't have a lot of time at the moment but it would be cool to play that game because that does seem like it's my type of game um so maybe eventually i'll get into it but we'll see yeah Absolutely understand that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so as for me, uh, there's a few games that I have been playing. Um, I did go back to, once again, play playing some more Crossing Souls. I will finally be able to post up my review on that game uh, this upcoming Tuesday, so you can stay tuned for that. Um, I've already spoken about the game uh, extensively on you know last week's show as well as prior to that. So I don't want to keep repeating it, but I'm just going to say that the game is fantastic. You know, if you like, uh, if you were a fan of the '80s um, and all of the that, that that particular time period, and then some of the things from that time period, and you also love Stranger Things, uh, and you enjoyed the It movie, then you will definitely love this game because it it is for that type of audience. Uh, independent developer, uh, name of the company is a Four Attic. Game was made by only four people, but the game is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I, I know I do believe that there is a demo right now on PlayStation 4. Uh, it's going to be coming to PlayStation 4 and PC. Uh, I have no idea if it's coming to Xbox. It, it may be in the, maybe maybe further down the road, but for right now, just on PlayStation 4, PC, and uh, Mac as well. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, and as I said, my review will be posted up on Tuesday. Uh, another game that I have been playing um, is uh, a game that I said. I wasn't going to be able to talk too much about, but I can talk a little bit about it now. I've been playing Gary's favorite, favorite series, Dynasty Warriors. Yes, Dynasty Warriors 9, to be exact. Um, this game comes out next week. You know, it's it's a lot of games coming out on the third, you know, next week, you know, right before Valentine's Day, I guess. But um, this game is pretty much like all the other Dynasty Warriors games, but with the exception that they made it a little bit more open world, which I was surprised that they decided to take that particular approach. Um, and there's just a lot, a lot of stuff to do in it right now. But based on what I played so far, um, this is a game where there's, there's a lot going on at all times. 
So you really have to pay attention uh, to certain things. The combat system has been updated a little bit, uh, which is good. Uh, one downside to the game is there is no multiplayer, at least not from what I've played so far. And that's a little underwhelming because there's about 90 different characters that are in the game that you can play as. So it would have been ideal to be able to team, team up with others online to play play through the campaign. But from what I've seen so far, I can't do that. I don't know if they're going to implement that later because a lot of games they release, you know, uh, well, this generation, a lot of the developers release a game and then they constantly add updates, so on and so forth. So my guess is that that might happen with this game, but I don't know. It depends how big the audience is for it. I think if you're a Dynasty Warriors fan, uh, you'll enjoy the game because you already know how these games normally go. But the fact that it is a little bit more open world, there's a lot more stuff going on. I could see how it would be appealing to some. For me, eh, it's it's kind of hit hit or miss at times. I mean, I still have to play through a good portion of it. Uh, we will have a review for it sometime this week because the embargo does also lift on the 13th. So. Yeah, I have a couple of reviews I have to finish by Tuesday. But uh, stay tuned for my thoughts on the game, as well as, you know, more of the pros and cons. Because uh, right now, um, I played a good amount of it, but uh, there's still more of it that I need to play uh, to, you know, do a final check over some other things. But uh, stay tuned for that later this week, for those of you who are Dynasty Warriors fans. Uh, I, know, I, know, uh, I know you were joking about it being my favorite game. I do want to say that back in the day, back in like 1997, that game was my shit back then. Like, because <laughs> you know, that, that was when I, I didn't have my own PlayStation. I had to sneak in and play my brother's PlayStation. And, you know, that game was like instant gratification. I could hop on and, you know, just uh, just fight some enemies real quick. So, yeah, those games, um, they, they do have their time and place, even though they're, you know, people see them as simple but they do have their time and place. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely do. Uh, the one thing, like I said, I mean, it is pretty much like every Dynasty Warriors game, but I will at least give uh, the developers credit to, to an extent because they're trying to make it different by having the uh, open world. I mean, you can literally run around a map for, for a long period of time, and that's 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 reassuring. I don't really know how big the map is because the area that I've been in, it's pretty extensive, but that's not the whole area. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's they're trying to make the effort to, to make improvements to the series because they know it's the same type of game. Um, but uh, so far, yeah, there's a lot to do in there. And as I said, it's so many characters, you know, different endings for different characters. So if somebody likes Dynasty Warriors, they will love this game because they'll be playing it for a long period of time and they can probably play that game all year and that'll be, that'll be enough for them. But there's too many games coming out that uh, I think people are going to be more interested in. But for what it's worth, th this game isn't really a horrible game. Certain things need to be fixed, but uh, we'll see. Like I said, uh, I'll have more to say about this uh, later in the week, so stay tuned for my review. Um, and actually, yeah, I think that's pretty much all that I've been playing this week. I'm getting ready for Kingdom Come Deliverance, which will be dropping also on the 13th. Um, that game looks so fantastic. Uh, I don't really know what to expect, but um, I'll have some impressions on that. Uh, I think by next week's show, I'll definitely have something to say about that game. But uh, yeah, that pretty much concludes what I have been playing and what we've all been playing for this week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics. Some news stories that uh, 
developed over the last couple of days. So the first story is about Fortnite. Um, this is a game that I did get a chance to play at um, E3 last year. And I thought the game was, was great. I thought it was fantastic. You know, obviously it did release last year, you know, not a finished, not the finished version because it's still adding updates to it, so on and so forth. But uh, the news about Fortnite is that this week it hit 3.4 million concurrent players. Um, obviously due to the Battle Royale mode that they added, but as a result of that, uh, they were unable to handle the pressure. And I believe they had some server issues. So, uh, Gary, feel free to let uh, everybody know more about this particular story in, in regards to what exactly happened with Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, um, since Fortnite released this Battle Royale mode, the game has kind of blown up. Because, like, let's be real, the original Fortnite that they had, that they brought out and, you know, um, planned uh, to be, like, the big game and everything, that was very short-lived. But once they put in the Battle Royale mode, that's when it blew up. And I didn't know this until like a few weeks ago or about a month ago, really. Um, but Fortnite Battle Royale is completely free, you know, and you can just go download it on PC. And um, I've seen like when I got PUBG, I started like checking streams and stuff of people, you know, playing PUBG. And I slowly started to notice a lot of those PUBG Twitch streamers were converting over to Fortnite gradually. Like, you know, one of the main ones that I followed, they like now they exclusively play Fortnite. And there's actually like behind the scenes talk of um like um Epic might actually be like paying some of these streamers to or incentivizing them to to stream Fortnite instead of PUBG. Um but you know who knows it that that's just a rumor that might not be true, but um, that's just, you know, allegedly. But I, I could, you know, see that being the case. It, it could be, you know, um, could be accurate. But the game does look fun. I've seen people stream it. It does seem like a lot of fun. I see the appeal of it. And I think this is great for Epic Games. Um, and I've also seen that um, Epic Games is actually shutting down one of their, one of their other games, um, Paragon. Uh, I remember when that game came out and that had a, a big fan base for a while but now it seems like Fortnite has kind of taken over and now it has you know the the numbers that they really want and they've kind of shut down the other game and supposedly they might be transferring some of the team from that game over to Fortnite to help improve that game so uh this, this is great news for them and I've thought I've thought about you know getting into Fortnite myself on numerous occasions but you know just uh, my time management skills are, are a bit sloppy at the moment. I have a lot going on, so I don't think it's a good time for me to get into another online game. But it does look fun, so this is good news for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great news for them. Um, obviously, you know, it said that they, they couldn't really handle the pressure of the, the numbers rising. Uh, they probably need to address and fix that moving forward so that they are able to better accommodate everybody to, that gets it wants to get into the game. But um I mean it's good news for them. And I, I mean I think uh and we will talk about PUBG here shortly, but I think uh you know when PUBG was made, they they knew that that idea uh that particular mode was probably going to become something that a lot of people were going to use. So I know they were pretty angry about the Fortnite stuff to some extent, but uh really can't be too angry because 
if you're doing a good job of the mode that you're offering and with your game, then you shouldn't be worried about the competition outdoing you. You know, if they do outdo you, well, then, you know, you release another update, you know, try and do some other things to your game to make it even better. But that's just my opinion. Um, but Max, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Fortnite? I know that you've been playing it. Well, you did play it uh, when it first came out on uh, back last year on consoles. But what, what, what do you think about this news? Yep. Uh, yeah, I was like an OG fan, Fortnite fanboy back when they did the PVE stuff, which I still think is fun as hell, even though I haven't played the game in a long time just because I haven't had time to. But I think the PVE stuff is fun as hell, even though that is obviously taking a backseat to a lot of the uh, Battle Royale stuff, which makes sense. I understand that. But um, I think it's good for them because to me, PUBG is still like, it's still very early access, even though it's come out officially. I still feel like that game needs a lot of work. I feel like they made it quote unquote release just to like kind of get the name out there more and just try and like stand up against Fortnite because Fortnite, the thing is Fortnite was made by Epic games, which like know how to make a game very well. You know, it's not buggy. It's a very well polished game. You know, there's a lot of extra stuff to it as well. Like the building mechanics that were in the PVE that being thrown into the PVP stuff was really cool. I remember when they sent out the press release, they literally, this wasn't built up or anything. They were like, oh, we're adding a battle royale mode in like two days. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, that's not going to work. Like what? And um, they uh, originally at that point, the game was like $60 too, or like it was 40 or something. And you had to buy into it too. And it was going to become free to play in 2018 summer when it officially released. So they kind of just took like a giant U-turn with this whole Fortnite stuff. So it makes a lot of sense that it's, now like bigger is it bigger than PUBG? like doesn't it have more concurrent players now or something like that anyways the uh, fact yeah. that it has yeah it's which is oh, no, crazy it, like, on, we'll, we'll get to that but carry yeah. on yeah um it, it 3.4 million players is absolutely crazy and you know it was on consoles first but it beat PUBG to consoles it was free to play it's also on ps4 which PUBG isn't even on and i know unless they fixed it recently PUBG doesn't run very well on the one still um and you know it's also free to play on pc and again there's just a lot more to it and there's even like they've added so much like since i've even last played it like there's like a leveling up system now and stuff like that so there's actually like incentive to play whereas in PUBG, i don't know if there necessarily is so they've just done a lot more with like the genre like they've taken what PUBG established even though they think they created the genre and they didn't um They've taken what PUBG has established and just like ran with it and made it a lot better and improved on it a lot. So I think that it's well-deserved. I totally get why more people are jumping over to Fortnite. Yeah, I agree. I agree with pretty much everything you had to say. Uh, and since you you mentioned uh, PUBG, uh, we're also going to address this now as well. Uh, for the first time ever, uh, PUBG has registered a decline in Steam player numbers. So, Gary, feel free to let us know more about what exactly is going on with PUBG and why this uh, decline happened. Yeah, so, of course, we know that um, last year they had, like, you know, um, they, they had, I believe they had around 3 million also, like what Fortnite has. Um, but, you know, that number has been slowly declining, and that could be, you know, a number of different things from the game not always performing well, the netcode not being great and everything and um, just user trust really, because now, you know, they've gone from being like Max said, they've gone from being an um, early access game to now being an official game and 
players don't feel like they're getting that level of quality from a, as like a finished product kind of thing. So um, user trust probably has a lot to do with it also. And then, of course, Fortnite, which we were just talking about, um, that's eating a large number of their fan base, especially because the game is free on PC. So, um, and, you know, a lot of streamers have transitioned to Fortnite. So people are starting to see Fortnite become that, that you know, the, the, the main game that's seen in the Battle Royale genre now. Like, for, uh, Fortnite is slowly grabbing that title. So the more that happens, the more people are going to transition and try that out. And, you know, once you get friends you know, your friends are starting to play the game as well. You're going to transition with them as well. So I think all these things um, are, you know, what what's happening to PUBG. Um, and it's actually, uh, I think it got as low as 27,000 players or something at one, one time, which is a really big decline when you consider they had millions at one point. So, uh, yeah, um, Max, what's your thoughts on that? I didn't realize it was that drastic of a gap. <laughs> Holy crap. Like uh, like I was saying uh, beforehand, though, like I get it. Like it makes sense to me. And for a lot of the reasons you just said, I feel like Fort, like that's the reason people are starting to jump over to Fortnite because it's like that's just what's going to happen when you have a better programmed game. And to me, a game with just more features in it in general, I feel like people are going to jump over to that. Another thing that I think um, makes people like Fortnite more is that I know PUBG games are like 40 minutes on average. And like, they're just people that just like sit in the grass and just wait, and wait and wait. And, you know, for like the game to end in PUBG, that doesn't happen in PUBG, the storm, like, uh, sorry, in Fortnite, that doesn't happen as much because the storm is much quicker like games only last like 20 25 minutes because the storm goes in much quicker so players are constantly having to move they can't just sit prone in one area until everyone else dies and then just finish it off you know they have to actually keep fighting and doing things and like things are always going on so it's also just a much more fun game to watch i think that's also why streamers are starting to head over to it because it's just more engaging for like their fan base and stuff like that as well like things are just going on at all times so i get it <laughs> makes sense yeah, I think that's very much true as well. Because um, on PUBG, like, there, yeah, it like to a viewer, it could be very boring because like you're just looting buildings and stuff like that. Um, the the most action you usually see is like at the beginning of the game when everyone's landing, because then that's when like you're more likely to run into fights. And then after that, like you know, it's just literally looting and then traveling, like. There, there used to be streams of people just running through the fields for a long time and then all of a sudden they get sniped and then that's it. You know, like, that's not always fun to watch. So, yeah, Fortnite, it seems like something's always happening and plus it has the building aspect as well. Like, you can build stuff and there's more going on in that game. Um, and also, like, the article mentioned that, um, and this is something I realized quickly when I played PUBG, but a lot of the user base were, were Chinese people. And I I noticed that like instantly, like, cause you were always being paired up with, you know, Chinese speakers and everything like that. And they kind of basically ran that game. And apparently the game has been declining in popularity in China also. So I guess that makes sense that, you know, that there's that big decline because as Chinese gamers move on to something else, uh, who knows what they're playing at this point, but um, that was a, a large, you know, bulk of the audience itself. So I guess that makes even more sense. 
Yeah, some some very good points. Um, I know when I played PUBG on Xbox, uh, I, I played it prior to the latest update patches that are out there now. So, I mean, the, the game the game is fine. You know, I I didn't really understand the phenomenon uh, of why it had all this hype behind it. A lot of people that I know that still play it religiously every day. You know, Gary, we're we're actually in a chat where a lot of people we know are actually playing this game. We get alerts all the time about PUBG, PUBG, PUBG. I mean, so, I mean, I, I think it was expected it was going to have some declines at some point in time, but, uh, I mean, it's still talked about. So, I mean, they haven't really completely fall, fallen off yet. Now, we'll see what happens as the year goes on, um, what they're doing, going to do to continuously support the game. You know, one thing I've, I've been saying about these multiplayer-only games, I'm totally fine with the game as long as the support is there for the game. Um, but you know, I also kind of don't like a lot of them because I know games like Evolve, this was the same type of situation with Evolve. You know, it was a game that came out, uh, you know, then they tried to really, really sell people, you know, really kill with, with the sales, you know, you sell on the game, but then you have all this extra content you're charging people for as well. So I'm guessing that didn't do too well because that game is no longer here. Um, we have Overwatch, which is another game mainly multi multiplayer doing phenomenal as well still so there are some exceptions to the rule but um we'll see what happens in in regards to PUBG but the the, the declining sales i think it's going to be some drop off but still i still expect it to be popular um at least until there's something else out there that really takes everybody's attention completely away from the game i don't know what that game is going to be yet um but Hey, still they're still making money, so they're they're still all right. They're not doom and gloom, but yeah, it's it is what it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, any other thoughts on Fortnite or PUBG before we move on to our next topic? Yeah, just um, close it off. Like, I just want to refer back to um, you know something that uh, we discussed last week. So, um, yeah, like there was that rumor that Microsoft were going to buy PUBG, and as I mentioned it might not be a good idea because the battle royale fad might be temporary so like buying PUBG might not be a good investment for them right now because um the, you know the PUBG team they're not going to um sell for anything less than a few million um and maybe even more than you know maybe well I don't think it's worth billions actually but yeah like they're, they're, they're going to sell for a few M's at this point. Uh, but I don't think that's a good investment because once the uh, Battle Royale thing gets run into the ground, then, you know, what what does Microsoft do with the IP next? So, yeah, I, I definitely think this is a very short-lived thing. And uh, we're going to be discussing another game that could potentially have Battle Royale later on. And um, I have some more points to make then, but... I think the whole battle royale craze is, is just a fad and it might may pass. So I don't think it's a good idea for Microsoft to buy PUBG at all. But the user base seems to be consistent on Xbox from what I can tell. But I don't think that's gonna last too long either. All right. I I, I have I have to make a comment to what you just said. And Max can make a comment also if he wants to. Um I you know, I still think if if there was an offer on the table, Microsoft should should buy PUBG because um, number one, they don't really have too many games right now. We know that uh, Sea of Thieves is coming next month. We know 
you know, there's another Halo and Gears that are in the works. Uh, and we also know that they still have State of Decay 2 also coming this year. But outside of that, um, if they were in a position to buy PUBG, I I think that they that they, that, that could still work work out for them. But the thing I would say is if they do buy it, we already know Microsoft, you know, it, I would think that they, they're going to add something to it. Now, again, we've spoke about this in the past. I didn't see anything specific to the Xbox uh, version, and I felt like that was a missed opportunity. They didn't have no Halo skins, nothing in that their version of PUBG that they easily could have added to it. And maybe they still will add to it in, down the road. But um, obviously, if they did invest into it, I, I would think that they're going to try and do a little bit more than just have it be the Battle Royale mode. They maybe may try and do other things, maybe try to add other modes. So that's that's of course if they want to actually try other things besides just letting it work on its own. But my thought was if Microsoft does pay big money for that IP, there's no way they're just going to just let it just stay as is. They have to try and do something to change it and make it more profitable moving forward. But that's that's just my opinion. But as you said, uh yeah, uh it's it the battle royale thing is in right now. It definitely won't be something that is we're going to be talking about five to 10 years from now. At least I don't think so. So, um, yeah, I can see why they wouldn't buy it. That on the, on the flip side of that, I could say that they have nothing to lose by buying that because they really don't have that many first party studios right now working on things. So anything they can buy and try and get exclusive to Xbox, I think it, that would be in their best interest, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you, you definitely make, a point um and i do think they would definitely have to add something to it if they did buy it like maybe you can get like a a, a covenant carbine or something or a battle rifle from halo or something like that like they, yeah. you know they just just add some cool stuff to it you know because it's a game where you can get a little silly and add you know different things to it um and breathe new life into it um but you know now that you said that that also does make me think about um game pass and you know it would be cool if you were able to get, you know, PUBG for free on on um, Game Pass if you were a subscriber. Like that would be cool, and that would probably make the user base go up even more. So, yeah, um, that that's a cool. great idea. That's a great idea. I know Max will definitely get Game Pass if he can get that for free. <laughs> False. <Yeah. laughs> I do want Game Pass though, but I don't know when I would have the time to play the games on Game Pass. I also own majority of the ones that i would play to be fair and i still haven't even played those <laughs> so, but... so 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 does does that so does that mean that you that you'll you'll be paying 60 dollars for sea of thieves when it comes out next month i think i'm good on that one i'll play <laughs> it i will i'll play it for review if like that ever happens for sites but like i'm not gonna that is not something that i will play for fun i would play it for review just so i can shit on it no oh whoa, I obviously whoa. no i obviously want sea of thieves to be good and i would never just shit on it but like I don't know. I just don't have high hopes based on what I've played. Unless, unless like what JJ is saying with Kingdom Hearts, like how there's a lot they haven't shown us, but like we think it still might be coming out anyways. Like JJ was talking to us before the stream um, off camera. He was saying he doesn't think like Kingdom Hearts will be coming because like um, they haven't shown us a lot, which like I get. But like if Sea of Thieves, if they're doing that with Sea of Thieves and actually just hiding a lot from it and there will be a lot in release, then okay, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, I and I, I think I'm starting to understand what when Gary says 
when he goes to the movies and he sees a trailer and then you see the movie and then you realize that most of the stuff in the trailer was in the movie. They, I'm starting to understand why he don't want to see trailers. Yeah. And yeah. It makes perfect sense when you describe it that way. Um, but we'll see. But yeah. Any fi final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? I'm good. All right. So, yeah, okay. So, well, uh, the next up news, we have some Capcom news. We have two, two different pieces on this. The first off we have, uh, the news that Monster Hunter World uh, has sold uh, 6 million units worldwide, and this is both digitally and at retail stores. So as I've already said, I haven't played Monster Hunter World. I know, Max, that you've played Monster Hunter World, so are, are you surprised by these particular sales? Nope, that game is awesome. Um, I know I was saying earlier how it's one of those games that's like focusing on one thing instead of trying to do everything at once. And that's fantastic. But there's also something that I really haven't been seeing people talk about much. There isn't any loot boxes or there are like a few microtransactions just for like gestures, which are entirely useless. I'm like, that's it. And I know that in past Monster Hunter games, they've always had free monsters, free extra areas and everything like that. And it's possible they'll be doing that with this game as well to like keep things going. But like, no, this is like a game of the year contender game. And it doesn't have any of that BS that we've just gotten so used to in games. It's just a game. Like the fact that this sort of game can exist in 2018 is amazing. And also there's not much else out right now, like, or even coming out to compete with it. Like this is the first real big release of the year. And there was a lot of hype for it anyways. And I think even if it were to come out in like the fall season, it'd still do pretty well. But the fact that it's come out with like nothing else and it's a multi-platform, you know, it's on both consoles even the, and it's coming to PC like this summer or something a bit later in the year. So like, it's a fantastic game. It doesn't have a bunch of BS. It's come out with like no competition. You know, there's like, there's a lot going for it. So it makes a lot of sense. It, it was crazy actually. Um, sad, no Friday I was playing it and it was like, Oh, 5 million sales, like reward. Like you got like a reward or something. And then like yesterday I logged in and it was like 6 million sales reward. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, obviously, it didn't sell the million in one day, but, like, just seeing it go from five to six in-game, like, just seeing that change, like, in the course of 24 hours is really cool. I was like, damn. And it's it, it's entirely deserved. I haven't even, I haven't seen anyone say bad stuff on this game. Like, everyone is praising it. People are still talking and playing it. It's been, like, two weeks since it's come out. It's just fantastic game all around. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything you had to say. And I also wanted to give a, a shout-out to Capcom because... They were very smart about this game. Not only did it does does it did it release at a time when um there wasn't really too much competition. I mean, I am aware that Dragon Ball Fighter Z is out, but you know that's a different audience than with this game. But the whole thing about it is um they also had that whole smart marketing behind it, where you know if you had the PlayStation Four, you got the PlayStation Four version for a limited time. You can get the Horizon content, uh, some gear as well, and also Aloy. So that was smart. Now I am aware that uh I, I I mean I did hear that the mission you have to play for that is kind of boring, whatever, but uh smart to have that. Plus they announced recently that Ryu and Sakura are also going to be available in the game as well. So um I think you'll definitely see those sales numbers increase uh even further. One question I, I did have, uh, you know, then I'm gonna go to get Gary's thoughts. You know, obviously you said that is a game of the year contender right now. We we do know some people that will disagree with that comment, you know, because we were spoke, speaking about that before we started recording also. But my question is, 
I mean, I think we already know the answer. I think we can already agree, but I, I just want to ask it anyway. Uh, when Red Dead Redemption comes out, uh, is it safe to assume that this game is going to just surpass these numbers and that may potentially become the game that sells the most this year? Or uh, do you think that Monster Hunter will still be able to compete with those numbers? That's a question for uh, either. You first. Yeah, you can go first, Gary. Uh, no, I, I think Red Dead Redemption will outsell it easy, but um, I think the sales of Monster Hunter will be, you know, respectable. Um, and I mean, it already is, you know. So at the end of the year, when we look back, I'm sure the game would have made a, a, a ton of cash and it would have had, you know, a lot of sales. It might even stay in, you know, the um, the NPD for a couple months. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I I think it's going to be Red Dead by far, to be honest. Uh, just you know, based on Rockstar and what they've done in the past. But um, as for the Monster Hunter sales, you know, selling six million at the moment. Uh, my thoughts on that, like, I you know. I, I didn't initially think it was going to do that well, but after seeing how much people were talking about it on social media, like it's a game where people were sharing videos and GIFs and all sorts of stuff on social media and, you know, all the websites, blogs and everything. So by seeing how many people are talking about it and, you know, uh, even arguing about it and, um, you know, shout outs to Hip Hop Gamer, by the way. But yeah, like everybody's talking about this game. So it made sense that it sold that much and um you know hopefully i'll contribute to those sales numbers soon because it does look like a really good game if i were you i'd wait till the pc version because that's gonna uh, be gorgeous yeah. i was i was really thinking about that but yeah. uh, there's a lot of playstation people who have been trying to get me to get it as well oh that's true if you have friends to play it on playstation that's actually worth it over the graphics honestly <laughs> yeah yeah but, it's the um, type of game where you'd want to play it with friends yeah but um i agree 100 that rockstar in rdr2 will totally outsell it i think that monster hunter will last for a while i'm also surprised how well it's th- how well it's been selling like i knew it was gonna review well like i had all the faith in that because like monster hunter games always review well and um it just looked like more of like the good monster hunter that people love i'm just surprised how like mainstream it's hit like, I didn't expect that. This is sort of like the Final Fantasy 15 of Monster Hunter. It's like they sort of did the same thing where, like, Final Fantasy 15, they're, like, appeals to newer players and older ones. Monster Hunter World is the exact same way. So I think that was really smart of Capcom to do in sort of market. Like, I can even tell playing it now and after talking to a lot of friends who, like, love the franchise. There's a lot of, like, streamlined stuff in Monster Hunter World, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's definitely easier. A lot of a few things are just, like, more streamlined like for example in uh the older games whenever a monster would run away because you don't just fight it like it runs away you have to like hunt it down and like keep chasing and stuff you would have to shoot it with a paintball and like so you could track it on the map and if you missed you wouldn't be able to find it in this game you don't have to do that there's these flies that like you just follow it's like a glowing trail that you just follow after it and if you if you leave it alone for a while then it'll start to like go away but like it shows up on your map and it stays on your map and everything so it's like there's a lot of little things like that that have just made the game a lot easier in most regards but like it's still the fact that it appeals to so many people and it's just sort of seen this like blow up success is really cool 
it, like out of just its cult following that it's had. Like this is now just a massive success and it's probably going to continue to be that for a while. Um, but yeah, R I think RDR is going to top that without question. <laughs> That's probably going to be the biggest game of the year right there. I agree. I agree. So uh, once again, very glad to hear about the success of Monster Hunter World. I have no idea when I will have time to even get to that game because, like I said, there's a lot of other stuff I still want to finish from last year. Um, so, And then, of course, I'll give a shout-out to Mr. Kennedy because he's probably watching or will hear this later. I still have to play, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five. So I have a, a ton of games in my backlog to finish. So getting to Monster Hunter World, I have no idea when that's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, any final thoughts on Monster Hunter World before we move on to the next Capcom-related topic? I'm good. Okay, so now that was the positive news was with Monster Hunter World, but we also do have some unfortunate news for Capcom in regards to Capcom Vancouver. Um, recently, Capcom... Uh, they decided to cancel an unannounced game, and they reduced the scope of the next Dead Rising. Uh, along with that news, they actually laid off 50 people over at Capcom Vancouver, which is horrible news in and of itself. So I wanted to get you guys' initial thoughts on this news, obviously how it's going to impact uh, the Dead Rising franchise moving forward. Then, um, Max, how about you share your thoughts first? Um. Obviously, it's sad and it's a shame that they are letting people off. Like, that absolutely sucks. Um, because, would you say well, around 50 people they're laying off? Yeah, 50 people from the team were, were let go. That's a significant amount of people. Damn. So, obviously, hope the best for that team because that's that absolutely sucks. And, again, that's a decent amount of people to be let go. Um, in terms of the games, though, I mean, 3 was a launch title for the Xbox One, and I don't even think it did that well. It was like, I don't even think the attach rate was that high, and then 4 was pretty forgettable. Apparently it was fun. I mean, all the Dead Rising games are fun, but like, the 4 didn't really sell well. I don't think 4 really made much of an impact. It just kind of came and went. So I guess it kind of makes sense that they're scaling it down. I'm surprised there's even another one coming, to be completely honest. I thought that after 4, this franchise would stay dead for a while, but I guess it's coming back. And, you know, it's one of those Microsoft exclusives that people forget about um, for whatever reason. I don't... It's hard to put a point on it because when it comes to zombie games, Dead Rising 3 is actually really fun. Dead Rising games have always been really fun. People have always liked them. But um, maybe it's just people are tired of zombies still. I don't really know. But... um. It is surprising that they are letting that many people go, and that absolutely sucks. But at the same time, I the franchise hasn't done very well. I don't think since like the first and second games back on the 360 has it really been like a big quote-unquote franchise. So it's a shame. Um, obviously, hope for the best for the team that was let go, and hopefully the new Dead Rising, whatever they do with it, will do better, especially if they're scaling it down. Maybe they can make it more of like an intimate experience, kind of like the first one again, because... I saw a tweet on this. This is this may have been over exaggerated, but someone said they like got rid of the timer and like the psychopaths, which were a lot of the things that made Dead Rising unique. Um, yep. So they got rid of like okay, there you go. So they got rid of a lot of the unique modifiers too. So I don't really know why they did that, which is weird. Because in three, I thought it had a good balance because the psychopaths were definitely there. But um, 
and three, the timer was there, but it wasn't as like, it wasn't as intense and didn't put as much pressure on you as it did in the other two games. Like in three, you could kind of relax, but there was still also the option in like a new game plus to have the timer, like the old ones made you like stress. But to be fair, Dead Rising 3 was also way bigger than the first two. So it makes sense. They had to give you more time and everything. But yeah, I don't know. They're interesting games. I've always liked the idea behind them, even though it isn't always executed in the best way. But we'll have to see about the future of that franchise. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I want to say something real quick on this, and then I'll, and then I'll give uh, Gary an opportunity to speak as well. Um, I did play Dead Rising 4. I mean, I mean, me and Mr. Lugo actually played the multiplayer also for that. Um, my thoughts on the game, when Microsoft announced it, you know, it was one of those games where it was a bit of a surprise to come out of nowhere when we, I think we got the announcement at the Microsoft conference. Um, and I think that the whole marketing behind the game, being that it was the holidays, it, that was excellent. That was great. The issue, though, to me is that this is a game, when it launched, it should have just came on every platform. It shouldn't have been exclusive to Xbox because, you know, I know a lot of people still, they look at a lot of the games they released only on Xbox, and they're not really happy with the results of the sales numbers because I think back to one game in particular that was an Xbox exclusive, uh, and that is Sunset Overdrive, a game that, uh, you know, it came out and I I reviewed it for the website. The game was fantastic, you know, but the thing is, this came out at a time where the perception was still bad, which it, the Microsoft had because people still hadn't forgot about all the stuff that happened prior to Phil Spencer taking over. Um, so the, the system still had a bad rep and it was still overpriced. So nobody was going to go out and buy any of these games to support them because they were still mad and unhappy with the company. So fast forward to this point here, I mean, Dead Rising 3, I, I guess it's it sold well enough for them to consider having 4. Um, but I think with the whole thing with 4 is that, you know, this is a game that should have just came out on every system from day one. It shouldn't have been, you know, just Xbox, PC. I mean, PlayStation also. And PlayStation is obviously the console that's selling the, the most right now. So to release it later on, yeah, it's whatever. But, you know, it's all about the timing. You know, I felt when the game first came out, it should have just been out on everything. Forget about the Microsoft exclusive deal, so on and so forth. It needed to come out on every platform because chances are if it comes out a year later, which it did on PlayStation 4, there's already other games that are already out on PlayStation 4 also coming out at the same time. So I think it's less likely that somebody will go back to a Dead Rising 4 if they're playing a game that just came out that they're into a little bit more. But just my opinion. And then as you mentioned, Max, yeah, they did review, they did re remove some stuff from this game. The big thing was they brought back Frank because everybody likes Frank. So they figured that that was going to be good enough to, you know, make up for all the other things. But unfortunately it wasn't. And um, I never like to hear of anybody getting laid off in any capacity on any job. So it's unfortunate to hear. I hope that uh, the people that they did let go, they're able to rebound and find other opportunities. And I also hope that uh, in regards to uh, Capcom Vancouver, if they do change the scope of the series, that's fine. But uh, the big advice I would have from them is now don't make this uh, you know, a timed exclusive. Put it out on everything day one because I think that's a smarter path to go. But uh, Gary, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this news regarding uh, – Dead Rising serious. Um, I, I don't really have much experience with the Dead Rising series. Um, you know, because it was I did have an Xbox 360, but I just never really 
got into it and zombie games aren't really my thing anyway. Um it is zombies, right? That game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Zombie stuff isn't really my forte, so um I never really got into it. But it's always sad to hear when um, you know, studio either closes down or scales back, you know, and lets go of staff and stuff like that. So that's definitely a shame. Um and it's kind of sad that for the, the, the people who are fans of the series, like they're going to be reducing the scope of the next game. Um, cause you know, cause now people might not get the kind of game they was expecting. So that's never a good thing. Um, I wonder like what that unannounced game was going to be as well. Um, that, you know, that they also had to cancel, uh, cause maybe that would have been something that was more up my alley that I'd be willing to try, but uh, who knows now? You may never get to see it. Yeah, my, hey, but, well, you never know. I know Capcom said that they're they're trying to bring back a lot of franchises this year, so, well, just moving forward. You know, they, we already know Mega Man, a new Mega Man game is coming out later this year. Um, so, it could be anything, but uh, unfortunately, you know, for now, it's cancelled. I don't know what their plans are. I would think after the success of Monster Hunter World, they're going to invest in a lot of these things that are that are doing well for them at the moment. Um, and then they may also use some of that money to help with other projects. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's unfortunate uh, for Dead Rising. I will admit that I am a fan of the series, but uh, you know their last game, their last game had some issues with the story. So that's. You know, and, and, and among other things, there were other issues too. But still, not I didn't, I didn't think any of that would lead to people losing their jobs. So I don't, I don't like to hear any of that news. But uh, wish them well, and uh, we'll see how things go uh, down the road. I just want to see another Devil May Cry. At this point, that's what oh, I'm waiting for. Well, well, hey, listen, we might be getting that announcement at E3. You know, I mean, I know that there's been rumors about that, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I think that's definitely going to still be coming at some point in time. I just it wouldn't make sense for it not to come. Although, let me be clear, clear in saying, I, I DMC, no, won't be DMC. It will be Devil May Cry because, you know, the DMC game that we that Ed reviewed on the site a while back. Um, that was a fun game, but I know that's not what they're going to announce. They're going to announce, like, from the actual series, Devil May Cry, another sequel. But we'll see about that. Can I say that was a bit a bit of a shame? Because that game was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. It, 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 yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it is a shame. But I know when uh, Ed reviewed the game, I mean, the game has generally been accepted by everybody as being a great game. But when we reviewed the game, for some reason, people looked at the site. They looked at that we had a wallpaper from the game uh, on the site. Well, I believe it was with the review. And they right. said, oh, you guys must have paid. They must have paid for that review. Yet oh, every God. other site gave the game a great score so i don't understand it see people don't pay attention to uh details i guess nah people people are just very bitter about that game but if they had given it a chance like oh it was so awesome i agree i agree 100 percent. so uh a dmc5 will be cool too obviously yeah, I think we're definitely going to hear about that. You know, I know there were yeah. rumors about about it at the uh, PlayStation conference. Uh, we didn't get it at PSX. We were there. We we didn't see it there. So uh, maybe this year at E3, um, we'll see. 
Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. We'll see. Um, so uh any other thoughts on these Capcom topics before we move on to uh the uh the ba- the, the big main topic for today? No. All right, so uh, one of the, the the big main topic discussion for today is obviously about the uh, Red Dead Redemption Two leak that came out uh, concerning a uh, battle royale mode as being a part of the overall multiplayer experience. So, um, Gary, feel free to uh, shed some light on this story a little bit further. And I think there was some other information that they revealed in this leak as well. So, give us an overview of what exactly the rumors are regarding Red Dead Redemption Two uh, online. Yeah, so I mean, I haven't, you know, watched all of the videos and everything uh, regarding, you know, what people have been talking about. But the only thing that I'm aware of is that, um, you know, there's evidence that suggests that we may be seeing some sort of battle royale mode in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, It might not actually be called a battle royale mode. They might, you know, put their own spin on it uh, and it might turn out to be, you know, they might put you know, some extra features on it and everything, but essentially it's going to be that battle royale style, you know, where um, there's a bunch of people in a server and then, you know, it's a fight to see who's the last one standing. So all signs point to us getting a game mode such as that in Red Dead Redemption 2, which is something we've discussed on the show before, the possibility of that happening. And um, I think if Rockstar does it, they would... Uh, they could probably make the best version of a Battle Royale game um, out of anyone because GTA Online is essentially Battle Royale in some parts because like when you're just in the lobby messing around kind of thing, that's almost like a Battle Royale mode, but you do get to respawn and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think if if anyone could perfect that you know style, I think Rockstar are definitely the ones to do it, and I think it makes sense for them to do it as well. Um, they should even look at adding the mode to Grand Theft Auto Online if 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 they're still going to be continuing to support that also. But uh, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, so uh, one one other thing I did want to say about the online, I know there's going to be a uh, the rumor is there's going to be a revive and survive deathmatch mode. Um, and money grab, which I'm, I'm assuming is going to be similar to how they do the heist in, in GTA online. But again, that's all speculation in regards to the battle Royale mo- mo- uh, mode rumor. Um, I think it's, uh, very much, uh, I think, I think it'd be, I think it'd be fantastic for the game. You know, obviously I know a lot of people will say, well, they just looked at the hype train behind PUBG and they're using that mode, but honestly, as Max alluded to earlier when he mentioned Epic Games, uh, this is Rockstar Games. They're going to do a fantastic job. Plus, and this is not a shot at PUBG, I'm pretty sure they have a lot more content than PUBG is going to have because they also have the single-player mode as well. Um, so I think they're going to do a fantastic job, whatever they decide to do with this with this feature, uh, if it does turn out to be true, which I believe it it, it is true. But... um. Yeah, I mean, I I have nothing to say but positive things about it. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you know, we know the game is coming out October 26th. Rockstar has confirmed there will not be any more delays. They want to hit the target of releasing it on time. So we'll see whether or not they stick to that. But um, Max, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, Battle Royale mode coming to uh, Red Dead Redemption 2? Um, 
I agree, obviously, that it would be killer to come from Rockstar. Um, interesting though, they already they actually already have like a battle royale mode in GTA Five. Um, right. I looked it up after Gary said that because I thought I had heard mention of it before, but I wasn't sure. And according to IGN, in August 29th of last year, they said Smuggler's Run update adds battle royale style mode. And there's like the article talks about how like similar it is to PUBG, how there's like four teams against each other in a fight and they parachute in which into a map, which has a bunch of weaponry and stuff. So I guess they've already done it. <laughs> and I'm sure that people who, because GTA online is still like killer, you know, people just go and go and go and just keep playing that. So I'm sure that's a fantastic mode. And I'm sure that um that's going to be incorporated into RDR2 as well. Like I can all, but, guarantee that that's going to be there um i just i don't know if the fad will quote unquote be dead yet and if anything even if it is people would still probably pick it back up and rock in red dead redemption 2 but um i don't know it's just i'm kind of tired of hearing about battle royales if i'm being completely honest with you but so even if it came out i'd probably only played a little bit but um I think that it would be a great way to keep people going because they already have the online modes like down. If you think about it, like I said, people keep playing GTA and I think RDR online, the first one was still pretty big for a while. If it still isn't, it's still, people still might be playing it. So I'm sure they're just going to knock it out of the park again with Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I all but guarantee that there's going to be Battle Royale though. Yeah. um, Like, Rockstar are very underrated for what they've done in online play, to be honest. Like, they've done a lot of amazing things. Like, GTA Online was great. Like, the only reason I kind of stopped playing that was because for a while it did become almost, like, pay to win. Well, not not exactly pay to win, but, like, to get all of the the good stuff in the game. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can buy and everything, but to get all the good stuff, you have to kind of, like, buy real, use your real money to buy uh, to buy in-game money to get all the cool stuff but then they introduced heists and then that became you know the best way to get a lot of money in the game very quickly well not quickly but like you could get a lot of money in the game you know by completing the heists but um but the only thing is with the heists is you have to have a very coordinated team uh, i remember us trying to play with randoms and it just wasn't working so, yeah, you have to make sure you have your team, you know, a full team of people that you know. Um, but that's another thing I wanted to say with Rockstar as well, because even the heist mode was very innovative from them. Like, that could have been its own game in itself. Like, you know, just the game of heists. Like, that was done really well. Like, they added story to it. Um, and the missions were very complex, the planning and everything. Like, the way they did that was amazing it was incredible i still kind of want to go back and play that at some point because it was that good but um so it's it's good that they're also probably going to add that to red dead as well because uh that that will be something i'm looking forward to if they uh well i'm guessing the money grab thing is is basically the heist so i'm happy to hear that that's going to be returning but yeah, we don't give Mike, um, Rockstar enough props in that regard because I feel like they've done some innovative things for online play. And we know that they the GTA Online still has millions of active users, but I feel like they're not always mentioned, you know, in terms of ongoing multiplayer games like certain other games are. So 
Um, I think this might actually be the game, Red Dead Redemption 2, that will solidify them as, you know, um, one of the kings of multiplayer. Yeah, I agree with that a lot, actually. Um, GTA Online is like, people just don't stop playing it. And it seems to me that it's more like in the influencer crowd that um, it's talked about a lot more. Like, there are huge YouTube channels that just make it big off of literally just GTA 5 mods and stuff like that. I think it's more in, like, the journalism scene where it isn't talked about as much, for whatever reason that is. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right that RDR2 will definitely be the one to, like, change that and make it so everyone's talking about it again. Because you're right, they've done a bunch of insane stuff with GTA Online. And from what I know, the only reason people ever stop playing it is because it's, like, it's just so time-consuming. Like... You have to keep playing it if you want to keep up to date. And it's I feel like getting into it at this point is like going to be overwhelming as hell, unless it's like the only game you're playing. Like, I feel like at this point, it's like, hell, I just might as well wait for Red Dead Redemption 2 to jump in to some sort of online thing like that, you know? So, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that Red Dead Redemption 2 is just only going to be better in every sense. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the or the only comment I will make, uh, I know Max mentioned that, uh, in, in Grand Theft Auto, you know, you had the, the you know, their, their heist mode, you had people parachuting in. So the only difference I, I, I was expecting Red Dead Redemption too, is you're just going to have people riding horses into town and, uh, you know, they're trying to invade territory. So you got to take them out, but you know, I don't know how they're going to do it, but obviously it's going to be somewhat different because of the time period and the the type of game that it is i don't think they're going to be having you parachute into town uh during the wild west i mean i, I don't know I, I i don't know are but, there um, trains are there trains in this time frame um because i know they went back yeah there, there are trains yeah there are trains yeah maybe I believe. catch a train i guess yeah we have to see how that works i, I have no idea uh who all is going to be how they're going to implement that but i i definitely think it is going to be a big deal when they have it and as you guys both said, you know, I know the Battle Royale thing may be dying, but I really think that they'll keep that alive if they have it in that mode, you know, in that particular game. Because a lot of people, you know, listen, it, it, as you alluded to, it's Rockstar Games. Uh, excellent company. Uh, they normally take a long time to release a game, but anytime they release a game, it's a major event. So I think because of that, even if people get tired of Battle Royale, the hype will be alive once again once they see that it is in this game because it's Rockstar, and that's a testament to how great of a studio that they are. So um, we'll have to see exactly what happens with all that those rumors. But uh, looking forward to it if it's true. I'm about ninety five percent though is sure that that is accurate. So we'll see how it turns out, and and also we'll see whether or not it launches day and date because if you remember, Grand Theft Auto Online didn't launch. The same day that GTA 5 came out, I think it was about a week or so later when they decided to launch it. So I want to see if they're actually going to relaunch this online experience day one this time with Red Dead Redemption 2, or are they going to wait a little, little bit of time and then release it? But either way, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a good point. They, they might do that because I think the reason they did that with um, GTA was because they wanted people to enjoy the, the single player first. And you know, complete the story and everything, and then just focus on the online. So they might actually do that because they do put a lot of attention to detail and in, into their story mode. So that's a very good point. Yeah. Very, very good point. We'll see. 
We'll see. Looking forward to that. But um, yeah. So, any final thoughts before we move on to uh, a few little things we're going to mention as far as rumors? I'm good. Okay, so there, there are two things that uh, I know you wanted to mention as rumors today, Gary. Stuff that we've heard about. Well, Max, you know of one and the other one, Gary. But, yeah, just two things that uh, I guess you guys wanted to speak on briefly to discuss. So, uh, Gary, you take it away. I believe the rumor has something to do with um, – uh, You mean the Left 4 Dead one? Or? Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um... – uh, regarding Kingdom Hearts, there was actually, you know, a, a new video that came out, um, and people are suggesting, you know, it was the D23 Expo, you know, um, video that came out and stuff, and because of that, you know, it, um, I believe there were, it said 2018, you know, for Kingdom Hearts at the end, and people are now speculating because of that, that um, there's going to be an announcement of the release date at E3 this year. Um, now, the sources that people are linking to don't, uh, it's hard to tell if they're actually legit because they're in Japanese and everything, and uh, the people aren't actually associated with Square Enix. But, you know, um, for them to be, you know, making such shit, like if you, if you keep an, a close eye on how Square Enix has been moving, you know, um, on social media and everything, all signs do point to them making a big announcement about kingdom hearts this year um and i believe it's gonna happen it's been like five six years since the game was first announced at this point um i believe it's gonna come this year you know maybe in the fall and if not then 2019 the latest you know like maybe early 2019 but i think we are definitely getting an announcement for this game this year but um if that's the case like how likely do you guys think it is that we are going to get that announcement and when do you actually think the game may come out? Oh, you want me to go first? Unless Max wants to go? <laughs> you can go ahead, Rich. All right, so uh, in regards to Kingdom Hearts 3, I-, I know we saw the trailer, and at the end of the trailer it said coming 2018. Obviously, no official release date yet, so we have to wait until we get that information. But my my mindset is that, you know, Square Enix, well, one one trend that is very popular Uh, now in this current generation is that some studios will announce a game at E3 and then it comes out that fall. We saw Bethesda do that multiple times. They did it with Wolfenstein 2 last year and the Evil Within 2 at the same show. So I I think um, E3 rolls around, Square Enix could announce a release date and it could come as soon as September of this year or October, but obviously they want it. They want it. If the game comes out, I think it will definitely come before. If it was to come out this year, it will come before the big heavy hitters like uh, Red Dead Redemption Two and Black Ops Four, which we already know is definitely coming this year. Um, that's if I had to make a guess. Or as you said, Gary, it could come to it could come out in 2019, early 2019. But um, I think uh, you know. Because my whole thing with Square Enix is that there's also a Tomb Raider game they're also working on, and they were very clear to say that that game could come this year also. So if it doesn't come out this year, that's because Square that's because the Tomb Raider game is probably coming out, and they want to push that out further so that that gets to shine. So I I can I can see early 2019 also, but um, 
I definitely think an announcement is coming soon because again, the, the Twitter accounts, Square Enix Twitter account, they have alluded to the fact that there was an article written online uh, by a couple major publications that alluded to the fact that there are going to be a lot of great games to look forward to in 2018 and Kingdom Hearts 3 was on that list. And the Square Enix Twitter responded to that and said, yes, it's going to be a great year for games. We can't wait to talk more about Kingdom Hearts 3. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think it is possible, though, because as you said, it's been a long time since we've heard anything. So we just have to see what, how everything pans out. But uh, Max, uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, yeah, I think we're getting it this year. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, I think we're getting it this year. Um, it's like Gary said, it's been in development for a very long time. And I feel like they're all but wrapping everything up with it. I think you're right that they're kind of hiding a lot of things and they're just going to like announce the release date in like a couple of months. I wouldn't be surprised if it's announced at E3. The release date like chances are pretty high of that even if the sources aren't like as legitimate as they should be like i feel like that's a pretty solid thing to guess and i feel like it would probably come out in like november honestly like kind of like final fantasy 15 did um that and it's kind of like after the whole fall rush of games too you know it's like a little bit after that it's like the last game of the year type thing and like just to top it all off and everything so i think that'd be a really cool idea if they did do that because that was a great thing with final fantasy 15 i feel like because everyone was kind of ready for it and they just kept playing it until like the next game came out. They had a while to play it, you know, and experience it, which is really cool. Very good point. I agree. Very, very good points. Um, okay, Gary, you, you had some other things you wanted to mention as well, I believe, in regards to the same uh, story. Yeah. Um, first of all, shouts to Dana Abercrombie. She's in the chat and she actually said, um, they're going to announce it during the American D23. So that's a possibility because we know, you know, Disney wants their own um, event to be like the big thing where they announce all their, you know, properties and everything. So that would make sense also. But um, I think, you know, this is such a big game for the gaming industry that I, I think E3 would also be a good place for it too. So I think either one of those shows is the perfect place for them to announce it. Um, I would sway more towards E3 just because, you know, it is a game and um, it's this, it's, you know, it's the stage where everybody's going to be watching who's a gamer. Um, everybody looks forward to E3, you know, in the industry every year. So I think it makes more sense to announce it there. At D23, you have a mixed audience, you know, so not everyone there is there for games anyway. So, um yeah, I, I would think that E3 would be uh, the show to announce it at, but I wouldn't be mad at D23. And as for the release, I would even go out on a limb and say they may release it in December because um, Disney likes December as a month to release stuff, like Star Wars has released in December and stuff like that. And, you know, just to release it right before the holidays and everything, I think that's a good way to end off the year. Um, with Kingdom Hearts and with Kingdom Hearts and like you guys were saying we would have already had all the big blockbuster games the AAA games and everything we would have got it out of our system and we'll be you know entirely ready for Kingdom Hearts 3 so I think December is a great month to release that game yeah hey that, that'll be a very interesting decision uh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, everything is up in the air with that. Obviously, we have to wait until we get the official confirmation from Square Enix as to when it's going to get released. D23 is a very good guess because they did have a trailer there last year. Um, But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I also think E3 is a good, 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 is a very good uh, guess also because, as you said, all types of media are, are at E3, including the fans who will be back there again this year. So, um, seems to me like that would maybe maybe the best best opportunity because uh, you know places like CNN, uh, all these other places, they also go to E3 and they also may also cover that as well, just for that for that purpose, you know. Whereas D23, I don't think they're going to be at that. But again, it, it all depends. But either way, we're definitely going to get an announcement at some point this time in time this year regarding the release date. So you can look forward to that for sure. But yeah. Um, and the last bit of rumor that uh, we wanted to touch on briefly, uh, Max, you actually revealed to us that uh, there is a potential news regarding Left 4 Dead 3. So let us know what that is. Okay, so this is a very, very heavy rumor. Um, but just before the show, I was sent something by um, Mark, who isn't in the chat right now, but he usually checks out the show during or afterwards. Um, and it was this Reddit post from about two hours ago. It says, the official Left 4 Dead website has a link that redirects to an image possibly teasing Left 4 Dead 3. If you look at the top bar of the Left 4 Dead website, you'll notice a link to Facebook. Clicking that will bring you to the developer's Facebook page, Ted Carson. And it features an image that sort of resembles the old Left 4 Dead art. But it's um, it, it's his channel, uh, like or it's his Facebook header. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. And it's reminiscent of the old Left 4 Dead art, except this time around it has... Um, only three fingers. And if you notice like on the original arts on the original box arts for the first two games, it's like the hand, but like there's a finger missing. And this time around, it's just three fingers, his uh, pinky and his thumb is missing. And it was updated yesterday. His cover art was updated yesterday. Um, and he was apparently Ted Carson is a longtime valve developer. And he was also leaked as a left for dead developer. And that leak that happened like a long time ago. Um, so there's kind of like this is a pretty heavy rumor of course but like i'm looking at it right now like the facts that he he does have it updated but there was also a tweet uh this is like kind of this was updated on the reddit post later there's a tweet that says left for dead's two's official page was taken down or removed and someone over 23 hours ago put an edited hand picture from like a left for dead one trailer and the page had over a million of likes before but now it's like a personal page or something like that so something was changed and this is off of the Steam DB Twitter, like the Steam database Twitter. So it's possible someone hacked into the page and changed something, but there hasn't been anything said about this being real or fake yet from Valve or anything like that. And as we know, they tend to take their time with things. So who knows if there will be anything, but it's just an interesting little rumor. And if there is anything about Left 4 Dead 3, this may be the start. And as we all know, Valve has been taking their sweet ass time developing things and they need to come out with something soon. And there have been leaks over the years and Left 4 Dead 3 was always like the prominent leak. Even if those leaks were never officially confirmed, there's always been Left 4 Dead 3 was always like the biggest game on the list or like the most quote unquote complete game on the list. So it's entirely possible that this is something, but it's just a very, very heavy rumor and you never know for sure, but it is interesting. It's just a cool little find. 
Yeah, it, it does sound very interesting. Um, I don't know what Valve is. Well, I don't know what Valve is doing. You know, they they have Steam. They may not really be all that interested in doing any more games at all. But I have no idea what they would. I have no idea if they will do it. I mean, I think I think obviously if they did do this, a lot of people will then ask, well, where the hell is Half Life? Um, but because uh, you know, people will, will they'll be happy for a minute if this does end up becoming real. Then they're going to ask, well, okay, so what's up with Half Life now? Because you know they they will never be satisfied with just one announcement, especially especially when both of those games people have been wondering where are the sequels. So, um, but. I would say Valve, we'll see what happens. As of right now, as you said, yes, it's very much a rumor, uh, something that we will have to wait and see if it pans up. But I know in Valve, I, I, I don't think any, I mean, personally, right now, I don't think anything will come from it yet because I haven't heard anything else about this game. Um, but I could be wrong. Uh, Gary, what are your thoughts? Uh, I want to start by saying, like, Valve is like officially the coolest company in the world because, like, <laughs> like they 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 literally don't have to do anything anymore. Like, uh, I can imagine the people of Valve just turning up to work late and everything, and like, you know, because they, I mean, they Steam generates enough money for them as it is. So, like, I I can imagine them just showing up for work whatever time they want and just chilling, sitting around, you know, doing whatever they want, and then you know, one day they're like wait, shouldn't we actually finish this, uh, you know, Left 4 Dead series? Like, shouldn't we make another game? Or shouldn't we finish Half-Life? Like, just randomly, you know. Um, but, yeah, they're a cool company. They, like, they don't even have to rush this. I, I, I guess um, at the moment, the zombie thing is, is making a comeback. So I guess it fits. Like, it's, it's the right sort of time for them to release a, another Left 4 Dead because we are getting a bunch of new zombie games on the horizon. Um, but, I mean, you know, if it happens or if it doesn't, I'm not really sweating it personally. Uh, the games were fun. But, you know, I, I never uh, never was, like... I mean, I'm not fiending for another game, you know? Like, if it comes out, then cool. Um, obviously, everyone is more concerned about Half-Life. And um, I, I still stick by the fact that, you know... Valve owns one of the biggest video game distribution platforms out there. I think they shouldn't even announce it if they are coming out with a game. Like they can do little subtle hit hints, like um, the one that we just mentioned with the Left for Dead thing. Like they can tease us a little bit, and then what I think they should do is just one day out of the blue is just release the game just like that on Steam, like with no prior warning or announcement or release date like uh, i think they should really do that like because that would just shut down the internet if they did something like that so i would love to see that i agree that would be hilarious i don't know if we're gonna get a half-life 3 though like i honestly wouldn't be surprised if we just don't get one at least from valve because it's like gabe has said time and time again he's just like tired of hearing about it like he's sick of people talking about it and everything he doesn't want to talk about it so that makes me think they've just like shifted and they just don't want to be doing those sorts of games anymore. Even though they have said they're working on things, they have said they have some games in development. I know that they were very into VR at a time. I don't know if that's still the case or not. But um, it's just like an interesting little spot we're in with Valve right now because you're right, they can just do whatever the hell they want. 
and them releasing a game especially something like half-life 3 just like on the front page that would be insane that would be absolutely insane can you imagine just like being able to do that having the power to do that you don't even have to like promote your game or anything like that you just put it out (laughs) and you know that the sales will come because that would be on like the front page of everything like instantly you know that'd be front page reddit right away yeah like it, it's free marketing like they don't even have to market it like if they do that that's all the marketing they need and the game yep. will like, sell millions that day and they know that too yeah yeah i, I really would love for them to do that like if you're listening valve please do that <laughs> hey well maybe maybe we'll see what happens um yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. But uh, any other thoughts before we uh, wrap up today's show? Uh, no, uh, nothing else from me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that those were a couple of news stories we wanted to get into. We also talked about a few rumor things, but uh, I believe that that actually concludes our show for today. Um, we thank you all for listening. Uh, those who are watching live, thank you for the continued support. And if you're listening later on download, also thank you for your support. Uh, Max, do you have any shout outs that you would like to give? Oh, yeah, as always, thanks everyone in the chat for coming through and participating. You know, you guys are always adding stuff to the conversation, giving us new things to talk about, new insights and stuff like that. So that's always great. And I saw that Dana came in like towards the end, which is funny. Um, hi, Dana. But um, as always, thanks everyone again for supporting us both afterwards and during the live stream. And we'll see you all soon. Absolutely. Uh, once again, shout out to uh, everybody that was in the chat today. Give a shout out to Dana. Give a shout out to uh, Mod Gamer. And thank you for staying up watching the show live. We appreciate the support. Uh, Eric Mural, I've seen you on WrestleCast. Thank you for the continued support, good sir. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, like I said, if you're listening, later on the download uh we do have more more stuff coming for you this week so make sure you stay tuned on the website because there's a ton of content that's actually working we're working on now we've been very busy working on that and we're going to go to work on some more stuff after i finish recording this but uh yes thank you all for the continued support and uh gary the floor is now yours yep so as always big shouts to all of our patreon supporters M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Nicholas Alvarez, and Miguel. Big shouts to all of you guys and uh, shouts to all of our supporters and everyone who joined us in the chat and interacts with us, you know, on a daily basis, you know, whether it be on Twitter or in the comment sections or, you know, on the show, you know, anyone who interacts with us, we appreciate you. Um, and just want to acknowledge a few things. A big shouts to JJ. He's going to be, you know, um, he's gonna, he's doing a podcast with, uh, I believe, the Street Fighter Reddit or something. So look out for that. Make sure you follow him at Venomous Fat Man One. So you, you'll get to hear that when that comes out. Um, big shouts to the Throwdown team. You know, um, those guys are always putting in a lot of work. So big shouts to them. I also want to shout out the WrestleCast because, like, I, I truly believe that that's the best wrestling podcast out there. 
um you know um, obviously you have podcasts from the wrestlers themselves but like this is the best third party wrestling podcast and um i actually find the wrestling business to be very interesting but i just don't like the actual wrestling product itself like i don't like to watch raw and smackdown on a weekly basis so this show is great because it gives me everything that's going on on raw and smackdown and behind the scenes and everything so if you're into wrestling, like definitely check out that show because these guys know their stuff. They know what's happening and the discussions are great. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Kennedy because he's been, you know, a big um, supporter of the show. And he also does a lot of behind the scenes stuff for us as well. So big shouts to him. Um, shouts to my Overwatch partner, Clemio, as well, who may be watching this. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, th- thank you for the shout out to everybody on WrestleCast again. Dana, Adam, Ricky, always an excellent job. Looking forward to having another episode uh, this upcoming Friday. I want to give one final shout out again, also to Mister Lugo because he actually had a chance to interview Bandai Namco this week about Dragon Ball Fighter Z talking about the online reception as well as the upcoming DLC. So if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, you should definitely listen to the conversation. I thought it was fantastic. A lot of great uh, insight information in there. So check that out if you're curious about what might be coming to Dragon Ball Fighter Z in the future. But um, And uh, one more thing as well. Um, we like You'll get to hear some more TV show discussions from us in the very near future as well. So be on the lookout for that. Oh yeah, we can't talk about that right now. But yeah, we'll we'll be talking about some more stuff in the future. Just just stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, once again, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>